Hello and welcome to the reaction as Celtic run out winners at Tanadice by two goals to nil with our good friend Jota and Aaron Moy with a penalty both coming in the second half. Um, it was uh, an interesting performance. It was a, a good performance and we can certainly break it down and talk about it. Uh, I am joined today by Colin Kearney. Hello, Mr. Kearney. How are you, sir? Hello, I'm well. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Lovely stuff. And also Christopher Bowd. Hello, Bowdy. How's things? Hello. Hi. It's great. Celtic are, um, Celtic are winning with the the constant help of our referees and VAR, who are, uh, you know, an unseen thing in hand, helping us along. Absolutely. Maybe a little bit. Poor Rangers. I'd hate to be a Rangers fan. It must be dead hard. It's so hard. Everything's against them, isn't it? It's, it stands for Virgin Mary Assisted Referee. That's what <laughs> it does it. Jesus. Uh, it starts to make a lot more sense now. Um, now, we can, we're obviously going to, unfortunately, we'll have to kind of talk through VAR, um, as we seem to every every week and you know genuinely and i'll say this from the outset we we don't necessarily want to talk about var but it's such a huge part of everything that happens in most of the games now that you just kind of kind of can't not at least talk about it for a minute or two but the most important thing is that celtic have got three points and the nine point gap uh, continues to be there uh, as i say jota uh, scored in the second half and then moy scored pretty quickly afterwards from a penalty we'll talk about that we'll break it down in detail but let's get general thoughts on the game overall uh, colin we'll start with yourself general thoughts on the game yeah I, I mean i think we played some nice stuff it was hardly a classic um i think we were um especially kind of early on struggling to create any kind of clear cut chances there was some fairly poor to average crossing going on which yep. seemed a wee bit like old fat you know like seemed like mm, uh kind of what i think jota was looked excellent from the beginning i think he was the only real sort of thing that was really uh keeping me sort of interested at points because i thought there was i think we we're giving away the ball quite poorly um as well so yeah i i mean Really glad to have the win, and but I I, I can't say I was uh, thrilled by the whole performance. Uh, Bowdy, what's your kind of take on it? Aye, aye, um, I agree with that. It was I said this a few times this season. Um, it just it wasn't it wasn't hugely exciting, but it was dominant. You know, it, there was no there was no fear that Dundee United were going to do anything during that game, but. Especially the first half, it was just us. But there wasn't a huge amount to talk about or a, a huge amount to get you excited. Um, with the exception of Jota, with one of his best performances for months, I would say. Um, and yeah, then stepped up a little bit in the second half. What I would say is, uh, I, I agree that like the, the first half I thought <coughs> that we... Uh, we kind of, it was just more frustrating than anything else. I thought Jota was a really, really bright spark. Um, it was really good to see him kind of really on form. Um, Hatati had some genuine moments of like flashes of brilliance, um, but there wasn't a whole lot of consistency throughout the play. But a lot of that is to do with the fact that Dundee United were playing essentially with a back five, um, which really, really frustrate. There's certain levels of frustration that you'll have when, you know, you go to a Livingston, you know how Livingston are going to play, you go to, uh, you know, certain certain places and you know how they're going to play. You always kind of, I think we talked about this over the, the weekend, you always kind of expect them, the United, to kind of give you more of a game, I guess. And that, that, yeah. that's probably, they, they really nullified the game. Uh, they really kind of, it was really stuffy. They were really compact. 
but it made yeah. for, about it made for like a, a quite a stuffy game. A very stuffy game. Um, I'm just looking at BBC seventy three percent possession. They're saying we had, which, as you say, against Dundee United, you'd hope they'd give us a bit more, try a bit more, so that we could get some space and pump them nine 0 But unfortunately, they um, they weren't up for a nine 0 pumping. So <laughs> they weren't they weren't up for um, for getting humiliated again. Uh, Colin, that sort of um, you know five five men behind the bottom, behind, certainly a five man back line. I mean, Dundee United rarely got into our, our half in the first half. The whole plan was uh, to frustrate us getting the, and stop us getting into the box and then just kicking it long and hoping that somebody... And with, with, almost with success at times, uh, just flick the ball on and then hope Fletcher gets on the end of it. Um, and we know fine well that we can lose freak goals or, or against the run of play quite easily that way. But it's... Um, so you can't really blame them, but I mean, I do blame them because it was a real, it really just bored up my afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the kind of the kind of key point. I think they made it more. I think this was more about just our, our Celtic doing what they had to do, do it, taking care of business. It wasn't a classic, um, but we got the three points, and that really is the most important thing. There was opportunities in the second half, and we can certainly talk about that, but. The lineup uh, we had Hart and Goal, we had Johnston, Carter Vicker, Starfield, and Taylor was back, which was good to see. Uh, midfield we had McGregor, Hatati, and Aaron Moy came back into the fold as well. And up front we had Kyogo with Jota and Abada at each side of them. Bowdy, when you saw that lineup, what was your kind of thoughts? Um, happy with those? Anyone else you would have liked to have seen coming in and out? What's your thoughts? No, I was I was happy with that. I think a lot of people I was talking to were saying that's the strongest lineup we could have went with. Um, you could maybe argue a, f- a couple of spots in there, but um, good to see uh, CCV back. Would have been interesting, you know, we had that Kobayashi uh, Starfield partnership. It would have been interesting to maybe see CCV Kobayashi, but maybe um, as people have suggested, that CCV Starfield's um, spots to to lose really. Yeah. Um, great. Taylor Johnston. Johnston today, well, going into it, I was happy with that. Uh, we'll talk about his performance a wee bit later. Um, Moy McGregor Hatati, I don't think you can you can uh, argue with that too much. Um, I would have liked to have seen a wee bit of Iwata, um, but, you know, what can you do? And aye, front, front three of Abada, Furahashi and, and uh, Jota, again, very strong. Haksabanovic, I would like to see more of, but yeah. uh, I don't think you can argue with that too much, although when we get into performances, maybe you could go. Maybe there's one of those front three that wasn't doing as much as the others, but that's... We'll get there. Uh, Colin, what did you make of uh, the lineup? Happy with it? Yeah, I was happy. I felt it, it signified intent to win the game. I see there was no complacency in it. It seemed like our sort of uh, as strong as 11 as you could choose, uh, although you can always argue a couple of players could be interchangeable in certain positions. Uh, I'm never excited to see a bad start, to be honest. I think my 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 feelings on on work are quite well documented, uh, and I'm not just saying that because uh, it turned out that I was completely right. But even as early on as seven minutes, my notes say, "Are we in for another anonymous Abada performance?" 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with him. He's... Slash hat trick. Sla- yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, yeah, either it's Rodinger's com- winger, yeah. Yeah, um, either kind of completely anonymous and does very little or, you know, hat trick and man of the match performance. Um, when I saw the team, I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was happy with it. I mean, the bench, we had Bain, Haxabanovich, Turnbull, Kobayashi, O, Awata, O'Reilly, Maeda, and Forrest. Looking strong. At, looking at that bench, Bowdy, is that one of the, the one of the most strongest benches we've had in pff, contemporary times, even? Dino Bravo-esque. Strongest bench in the world. Love it. Love it. Uh, that's a very niche 1980s uh, WWF reference. Um, uh, Colin, that, that bench, you were looking at everyone and everyone could have made a contribution. You know, you'll have sometimes you'll have a bench and there'll be a, the odd player and you'll be like, mm, there's no chance they're going to come on. But you look at that bench and everyone, you think, yeah, every one of them, with the exception of Bain, could uh, could come on. And that's that's a real positive. Absolutely. But I mean, I think there's also, um, there is a sort of slight consideration in that there are good players on the bench, but some of them aren't necessarily good substitutes. I feel that quite often we have people that come on and we have certain players that seem to be able to do stuff with their time, their limited minutes. And there's other players that seem to really struggle to get into the game. So, uh, but I'm always like, I'm always ganting to see Haxabanovich, so I'm just like, I love to see him on the bench because he's in the team and he's fit, but um, I'd really love to see him getting a wee bit more time and maybe getting a start now and again. I get the feeling that he's going to be a better start than he is coming off the bench. That's just my Aye. that's just my gut. Um, in regards to Abada, um, I, I completely understand the logic of Abada playing because he just seems to score goals against Dundee United. So, I mean, there is that. He's got, the, he's got that in his back pocket that he has kind of performed and uh, has scored goals and you know, as much as you can talk about form and you can talk about how players are performing, if someone has that sort of experience of being able to perform against a certain team, I can see why you would bring them in. Um, in regards to how we started, um, ah, we should highlight that Cal McGregor's 400th game for Celtic, Bowdy, how how important is he? That's a simple question. Uh, massively, massively. He is a legend. He is a hero. Um you know, you lose a captain like Scott Brown, then that shouldn't, it shouldn't be possible to get over that within, you know, a, a human lifetime anyway. That should be, you know, should be a, a generational loss. But um, McGregor, Callum, Calmack, he's came in, he's won our hearts, he's won our, he's won everything. Uh, he's just a handsome, handsome midfielder that does it all. And uh, I, I mean, Ange clearly loves him. He's just, he's fantastic. He's hes a Rolls Royce. He's a Bugatti. He's hes everything rolled up into one. I don't know any of our cars, otherwise I, I could have maybe pushed that. I'm, I'm, su- I'm surprised you know what a Bugatti is. I don't really. I know, you've, <laughs> just, you've just picked out of there, haven't you? Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, McGregor really has became one of the most important <laughs> players in the team. Is he your best player on the, is he the best Celtic player that we have in the squad? Probably. He's probably our most consistent. Um, Colin, he's just, he's just, the fulcrum, I guess. To have a player like that for 400 appearances, you know, like that's, you know, they're big numbers that you only get uh, from sort of legends, essentially, right? Yeah. Um, and 
for one club. So yeah, absolutely. Hats off to him. Give the ball away a wee bit today, but you know, I'm going to give him a pass since he's, <laughs> since it's his 400th appearance. How dare you? How I'm just be, I'm just being 400th a 400th and last appearance. That's... <laughs> yeah. Bench, bench him next game just to waken him up a bit. What, whatever happened to Scott Robertson, bring him back. Um, but no, uh, you, so, I mean, how do you think we started the game? I, I've just put here that, um, it was a quite a, the Dundee United were really compact and organised. They had the back five. It was very clear from, well, I say that. I mean, Jota has a kind of a break with the ball in the first minute and he puts the ball through to Kyogo and Kyogo doesn't necessarily, um, get the best connection on it. But how do you think, how do you feel we started, Bowdy? Yeah, I, I, we did start as much as we're saying that it was a, it was very, fairly boring, um, if dominant. But I mean, the first five minutes, we have a number of kind of, Half chances that we're trying to get Kyogo. I think I don't know if Moy earns a free kick, but he's got the wee free kick just outside the box. Then yeah. um, Abada trying things um, a few minutes after that, and then Jota with a lovely run. I think on five or six minutes where he skins one guy, gets past another couple. Um, so yeah, it's you know you start off positively. You're you're excited. You're expecting something, but as you see, Dundee United are very compact and making it as difficult as possible. Yeah, uh, Colin, uh, that, that that kind of start with, you know, Jota and Kyogo and kind of, it kind of drops off a little bit because Dundee United really packed their kind of the, the final third for us. But how do you think we started? Yeah, fairly lively. I, I do think it's kind of funny that um, we did have a chance in the first 30 seconds of the game and uh, Andy Walker is so ready to shit on a player's first touch. Like, first touch of the ball. Oh, Kyogo should have done better there. I'm just like, listen, come on. <laughs> the game has just started. 20, 25 um, seconds, you know what I mean? And he did it, he did it again for some, one of our subs. I can't remember who. I just, he's, he's like a, he's like a mini game whenever <laughs> we want, you know, like just listening to Andy Walker and rolling your eyes. It's just a wee fun mini game to have in, in these things. Um, yeah, I feel that. We started out off okay. I feel that Dundee United were trying to trying to press us a wee bit, but I think one thing that I thought was quite encouraging about today, I think that we played out from the back with quite a bit of confidence. And um, even though we were kind of losing the ball a wee bit in midfield, uh, we were sort of when it, if they were getting into our final third, we would take control of the ball and we'd play it quite nicely. Um, early on, I think I think uh, Bidey was talking about. Uh, Johnston and his performance. I think early on you could see he's maybe trying to get into that inverted role a bit more. He seemed like he was trying to play up and he was trying to cut inside and get into the channels a bit more. How successful he was, well, I don't know. But um, yeah, I think I think we were um, started lively, but I think the motor of that was Jota and he was also putting in the defensive work as well. He was really tracking back and yeah. like no laziness at all. I mean, you know, it was, it was great to see. Yeah, I think... Th- there's also a thing with uh, experience, you know, Juranovic came in and he hit the ground running and he really kind of took to the inverted role really, really well. Um, Johnson, it just might take Johnson longer, I think is, is the simple simple answer to it. I think defensively he, he works really hard. I think offensively he's not going to give you what Juranovic gave you. Um, I think Juranovic was better going forward, but again... He's just sharpening up, and that's fine. Greg Taylor, just back from injury. He was out for, what, uh, eight games, I think, four or eight games. Uh, four, four games, five games. Um, so, again, I don't think it was his best performance today, but I don't think he was in any way horrendously bad. Um, and, and that's the kind of thing we 
our levels of expectation have raised so highly. It almost is like a couple of bad passes or, you know, a couple of wee kind of errors. And we are, I think we're far more critical, which I think is good. I think that standards need to be high. Um, but ultimately, the most important thing is, you know, we, we get the victory. But Dundee United, I think, uh, you know, I've written here that in the, the 12th sort of minute onwards, they start to come out a little bit more. Glenn Middleton, there's a couple of times where the ball breaks and Glenn Middleton kind of breaks forward. Um, I don't think Fletcher can catch up with him. <laughs> I think that's why, um, you know, the break. But on the kind of Kobayashi, uh, you know, the idea of bringing in Kobayashi with, you know, CCV or, or Starfield, I felt that, CCV and Starfield's positioning today was really crucial for snuffing out any sort of breaks and I think that experience that they both have together is really critical for for how we move forward so that's not to say Kobe actually can't come in and can't perform well but what I'm saying is just now you know we need to win this league so, Bowdy, is that probably maybe one of the reasons that Kobayashi is kind of put back to the bench because the experience of CCV? Because the experience that these guys have is pretty critical to where we are just now. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of the most important kind of positions in the field when it comes to, you know, building a partnership between a couple of players that are playing together. Um, and I think Anne just has, has talked on that as well. So, you know, it's not something... As much as rotation is important in a squad, especially for a team like us who play, you know, 60 games a season or whatever, um, your centre-backs are really something you don't want to change unless there's a you know, clear and drastic um, improvement that's going to be made by bringing somebody in. And Kobayashi, still young, um, still getting to know the squad. Yeah, I think it'll take it'll take time if that if that partnership is going to be split up. Um, which it might not go by. Yeah, she might just be number three, and that's that. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think that's we're all very keen. We're all very keen to get these players in as quickly. New as toys. Want to see the fancy new toys? Exactly. Um, but also, let's not kind of mess around with the actual kind of fundamentals of of the, of the squad and the team because you know I, we'll talk about all coming on because I thought he looked really bright I thought he looked really fresh and bright and you know there's a, very, a chance at the very very end that you know we'll eventually get yeah. to but um, you know someone like Awata it's going to you know he's got Cal McGregor in front of him you know that's that's pretty incredible even then he's also got O'Reilly and, and Turnbull who have kind of completely integrated themselves into that squad so it's it's great having these options but it might take a little bit of time for everybody to get up as, up to speed. Um, there was some there was some inter, inter uh, there was some sorry um, interplay between Hatati and Yota uh, and Kyogo and Hatati as well. Uh, Colin, what was it in between that sort of twenty minute uh, to twenty five minute period where Celtic, you know, not creating a lot, but the odd sort of kind of movement, always in control though. Yeah, we were getting our eye in with our passing, which is a bit sloppy to begin with. Um, Hugo did his usual, I mean, nearly nicked a goal from just pressing the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, that was darned close. Um, yeah, I think that that sort of Tati, Jota, Hugo, but the right, the right wing just wasn't firing. So all the, all the kind of exciting stuff was central and left biased. So, um, and I think. As we were kind of getting to it, I think like we were earlier on, we were just having tr- trouble getting into the box, but Jota was getting into the box and weaving in and beating people. And he was basically, I think today, Jota was, it was like, um, it just got like, a, it was like a snuff movie that he was producing, <laughs> just like absolutely killing, <laughs> killing these United players. What was it? Um, what's his name? Smith. Is it Smith? Smith. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. 
I oh, I mean he, you know, you know, like head in a spike. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and that's the thing about that movement as well. When he moves in, or he moves kind of wide, he's taking people players with him because a lot of the time he's getting doubled up on, and that extra space is where players can kind of run into. Um, what did you make of? Uh, Kyogo, Hatate, Jota, first half, Bowdy, what was your kind of take on them? Obviously, we've talked about how good Jota was, but the kind of interplay between them. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I think Jota gets a really nice shot off him just after the 20th minute and then um, kind of start with, there's a lot going on, but starts with real back healing it to Jota, yeah. um, which is beautiful. I think he then crosses it and then it ends up back at him for him to take the shot kind of thing but just so many little moments interplay like that with, with Hatati and Jota sometimes Jota to Hatati as you see Kyogo coming in um, it's really just really nice to see um, and I think um, you know Moy should be in there as well he, yeah. he, he's lots of nice little interplays as well with those those forward players um, but aye um, very very dangerous for, for the other teams when your players are, are linking up so if if I can't. I'm struggling to say effortless. Let's say effortless. You mean you mean effortlessly? Um, I I also I think it's important to highlight that Moy's movement, Moy's movement off the ball, is is really good. Uh, And and again, he kind of drifts and he moves into different types of space. And I guess the whole idea of of how he plays to make different players in different positions make decisions that they don't necessarily want to make, whether that be being dragged out, whether that being moving and following and I thought some of the movement, but again, they they're so compact and they're so rigid, and they don't want to lose nine nil, and they don't want to lose an early goal. That it is really really hard. The, the goalkeeper uh, on the twenty eighth minute, some really really patient play where we pass the ball through the midfield and all around. Um, Hatati plays the ball to Moy. Moy then hits a really nice quick pass to um, uh, Johnson, and it looks like Johnson's going to shoot. But he puts that ball through to Kyogo and the goalkeeper comes out. That was a great place to play, Colin. Yeah, lovely. And it was nice to see one of these passes that Johnson's been trying actually kind of coming off. Um, so, and I think, because I think defensively he's, 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 he's doing well and uh, not really putting a foot wrong. But yeah, it's good to see some incisive play from him. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of feel that as, as well, I mean, not to be sort of harping on about the refereeing, I feel that after that, Kyogo chance there was a, an explicable foul given just to sort of stop our uh, the momentum impetus, and, yeah. you know that we had yeah. and uh, and it happened a number of times and uh, and there was obviously it's a tactic that teams will deploy against us they'll be trying to be winning these fouls there was a hilarious one towards the end of the game where you saw like one of the defenders just kind of Obviously, expecting a push, a tiny push from behind, and he just went, yeah, uh, and fortunately, it didn't get given. But yeah, I, I, I was really frustrated uh, that it, it just at times it just felt a bit. Um, they they were kind of getting their, their their game plan to stifle us was getting some assistance, shall we say? Yeah, I, you know we, we we're going to have a chat about the referee in just a few moments, but you know the foul everyone will point to where the Dundee United player puts his foot in the ball and the ball just moves and they get a foul for that. Uh, there was a corner, I think it was was it in the second half or might have been the end of the first half where um, the ball's put in and Starfield just makes a challenge and the Dundee United player goes down. And it's not definitely not a head knock. And and they just stop play, and it's like mm. I, I thought we only stopped play for a head knock. It's not like it was a, 
you know, it wasn't a terrible kind of crunching challenge. It was just a bit of a nudge. And even though, you know, we had possession, but there was some really odd decisions. That's all I'll say. I'll just say some really, really odd decisions. Um, from the 34... Oh, gets filled and it gets... Uh... Gets a foul given against them, stuff like that. Absolutely, like turning round, uh, like turning on the ball and turning into someone, and then you get the foul. They get the foul because you've felt. Um, the forty second minute, uh, I, I, we, I, I couldn't, I couldn't see. I didn't think. I don't know if I saw the replay. Was it Hatati who hits the post? Yeah. Hatati hits the post. Yep. Forty second minute ball coming. He hits this kind of weird ball, and it kind of goes round, and it hits the post, and then Adam Moyes coming in to kind of volley it. Sorry, yeah, it was a lovely pass from Jota as well. A little yeah. kind of disguised hidden pass to, to Rio before. Is it a cross? Is it a shot? Who's to say? But it hits the post with a satisfying clank, Gal. So it's a post with a satisfying deal. clank. Absolutely satisfying clank. Great band. Um, and, and there was also, but this this is so, so that kind of was the build up to the kind of big kind of talking point from the first half, which we, we should get on to. Um, Moy hits a ball to Hitati and he hits a kind of ball through to Kyogo. Kyogo is sandwiched. He's clobbered. The goalkeeper comes out. And as Andy Walker says, he won the ball. Okay, he took the man, but he won the ball. As if that you can, as if he's just kind of... Just a license to do anything once you get the ball. Andy Orange Walker. Yeah. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that you know, he's he's kind of shoved in the back by the defender. Hey, well, let me get your points of view on it. Colin, was it a penalty? I think the thing that kind of tips it for me into what was a penalty was the reaction of um, of Birigiti or whatever his name is. He was not touched or hurt, but he was rolling about and he was doing that thing. You know, like when kids have done something wrong and they've been caught and they try and deflect it by, you know, like being hurt. It was a bit like that. And I don't think you behave like that unless there's a kind of slightly kind of guilty conscience involved. Yeah, you can't just fucking punch people in the head, even if you're a goalie. Um, But I'm going to stay on the side of like, I think that's the thing that I think perhaps when it was definitely borderline. It wasn't one that I was kind of like, that's a stonewaller. I'm going to throw the toys out the pram about. But um, I also feel that because we are always... Uh, under such scrutiny for any decisions we get, I feel like I'm almost in this kind of Stockholm syndrome situation where I'm like, oh no, it probably wasn't a penalty. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, like we'll just win through being ten being, things being better. Yeah. Um, do you think it was a penalty? One hundred percent a penalty. <laughs> no questions asked. And I'll tell you. Let me tell you for why. Let me tell you for why. Right. So you've got you've got the first element. You've got the keeper. So. I can I can I can understand arguments. The keeper's going to make a save. Momentum carries him into that's it's going to happen. I don't think that excuses punching him in the head, which he does. So it's it's not he's he's the keeper's hit the player with his momentum and he's tried to save it. He's punched him in the head. It's a hook to the head. Second point. Here we go. Let's ignore that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We forgot the keeper punched him in the head. That's fine. Not giving a penalty for that. Smith, who you mentioned earlier, shoves Kyogo in the ribs, which in its own is a foul, even if there wasn't another player that he was shoving him into to sandwich him into. But if Kyogo's going for a header in the box and you ram him into the into the ribs to um, to stop him heading the ball towards goal, that's a foul, that's a penalty. 
It's a penalty. In a way, Boucher, we've got two penalties. It's a double penalty. <laughs> it's, the old, it's the old double pen. <laughs> the, old, the old double. You can take that too. You can take two separate penalties or you can have two balls that you have to <laughs> try and hit quickly. And you should just get one one. The, one in the penalty spot with one in the halfway line oh, and somebody has to do a big lob and just see how it comes out. You know, oh, yeah. It's unlikely, but... Or you have the penalty being taken and as it hits the back of the net, there's a, a, a countdown and you have to get from the halfway line. <laughs> These aren't official rules. Multi-ball. Uh, <laughs> um, I, do I think it was a penalty? Yeah, I do. I do think it was a penalty. I also can understand why people might not. I can, I can see now. That, that's why I don't think it's as... We'll talk about the second one. The second one's as, as stonewall of penalties you're going to see. How the guy doesn't get yeah. sent off. <clears throat> but again, we'll talk Madness. about that in, in, a, in a few minutes. And this all comes down to the refereeing uh, kind of lack of consistency. Um I don't want to be that guy, but if you watch the penalty that Rangers got yesterday against St Johnston, and you look at the, you know, if you if you do kind of take away the, um, the goalkeeper from that situation, and as as Bowd says, you know, Smith kind of elbows Kyogo and and the ribs. That's pretty much the reason Rangers got the penalty yesterday. So, again, it just comes down to consistency. There's just such a lack of consistency. Also. And, you know, there has been so much about VAR that sometimes I just kind of try to take a step back and, you know, not necessarily pick up on every detail. Do we not, are we doing a VAR check for every penalty decision or is it just clear and obvious errors? Because if it's clear and obvious errors, the referee's made a decision. So why does it go to VAR? Or are we checking everything? Did the you know, that's the kind of... I've heard I've heard people say we're checking everything, that's fine. And then I've heard people also say it's clear and obvious error. So it's only... You only check it if it's clear and obvious error. And again, it's just so many things. There's so much noise. There's so much noise everywhere. Because if the referee's made that decision... And we're the only... By the way, here's another thing. We're the only fucking team in the world that when the referee goes to the, the look at it on screen, he takes the decision... He changes the decision. I've you never ever seen... I've seen it once in the World Cup. I can't think it was Brazil or whoever. And I've never seen it again. It's just... Colin, it's just a lack of consistency. It's just... It took fucking ages as well. Yeah, it, it just sucks the life out of games. And, I mean, also there's just wild inconsistencies about how... Uh, <laughs> I mean, there was a game, yes, I don't know if it was the Rangers game or if it was something else, but like, the, 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 there was like no examinate. They didn't send it. Basically, the VAR made the decision for the referee yeah. and the referee didn't check it. And as I understand it, that's not what it's for. The referee's final is say. And that was, uh, and again, the Stockholm syndrome where they're like, oh, well, you know, maybe, you know, we, oh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't have a tinfoil hat. But that is a clear, like that's clanging the bell. If you're, if the VAR is saying one thing and the referee's not checking it and it's not been given on the pitch, game's a bogey. Um, so I don't even know if it's about consistency because I mean that's that, that's just like not understanding what you've got, you know how how to use it. And as we'll get to in the in the next thing, my brother was like texting me just like. With the handball, it's just like, um, how's how's he not getting a second yellow? Uh, and I was just like, I think they just get excited because they're using VAR and they forget the rules of the game and they forget to do anything else. You know, see, see, honestly, right? There's a part of me that thinks, see, with the second yellow, I think he just forgets. 
Mm. Like, I, part of me thinks that he he doesn't want to make it easy. Not, well, do you know what? We'll come to that in a minute. But yeah, now, to be fair, seventeen minutes have passed since the incident, so he's going to forget stuff. That's <laughs> a very very good point. Uh, but obviously, the, the penalty is overturned, uh, and you know we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow on the agenda as well. But uh, I've put here in one of my quotes, uh, one of my um, notes is, "You can't just fucking smash folk." Now, I'm not necessarily sure. <laughs> what that's related to but i'm guessing it's related to the goalkeeper it's just andy walker's uh insistence that um he took the ball and okay he took the man as well but you know he's taking the ball first it's such a old-fashioned idea that you, you you snapped them in two but you won the ball you know was it dangerous well you won the ball like you can't just come out and fucking punch and, and again by the way i'm sure there'll be people who might say that it wasn't a penalty and they might have an argument for that, but I don't know. But especially when it's head-related as well. As we were saying earlier, there was a foul that wasn't in. It was I think the guy was just winded and they stopped playing. We got a drop ball, which we lost possession from. Yeah. Um, but this is like Kyogo, if, I mean, he's not making a big deal about it, but he's punched in the head. Yeah. That And like we're meant to be incredibly cautious about head injuries and so and then there's there's not much protection happening on the pitch and then you've got people like Andy Walker just essentially saying fair play you can do and it's like uh, nah. and it's like and Kyogo's got his eye on the ball all the time and it's just like so he do, you know and it's like so who's who's got the responsibility for him getting you know punched essentially yeah I mean see I don't want to spend too much time on this but you know, the idea that, like, the goalkeeper, if the ball's in the air and the, the striker challenges for it and the goalkeeper punches it, but he's got his foot out as well and he kicks the the, the striker in the, the chest, well, he's won the ball. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's won the ball, but, you know, so... I think someone... I just think we're going to have... FIFA need to put out a fucking video at the start of next... I'm not even joking. A video at the start of next season. Put it on... Put it everywhere and just be like, here are the rules to football because everyone seems to have forgotten them. Everyone's got their own interpretation of them and it's a bit all over the place. I mean, forget start of the season. Start of every game. Like an in-flight, <laughs> like, security briefing. You know? <laughs> that's That's legitimately... Not the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> just have like an, an official official come out and he'll just point to the point to the penalty spot, point yeah. to the here are the cameras to the right <laughs> brace, and the left. Brace. That one doesn't work <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. yeah, put your head between your uh, your knees and breathe. <laughs> um, so we got to half time. It was nil nil. Bowdy, were you were you worried about it? Was there anything in the first half that kind of made you kind of think well, you know we're not on the right path, or were you just believing the system and everything will take care of itself? I was I was fine. The, the the biggest threat to Celtic, I think, were the officials in the first half. So I I, I wasn't, um, you know, <laughs> I would have liked to have been ahead, but uh, no, no, wasn't wasn't a worry. As I say, we'd absolutely dominated it. Dundee United had no real chances. Um, yeah, it was just a matter of time until the Ange train pulled into town and smashed them all. Um, I want to just highlight. Again, you know, it's very easy to kind of criticise Joe Hart. And I don't think Joe Hart did anything particularly bad today. But he knocked the ball out of... We had possession and under no real pressure, he put the ball out, I think, twice. Um, and it didn't cost us anything. And I, I, again, as I say, I don't want to criticise him for the sake of it. And I really don't. But 
it's just we need to if we're if we're in that situation where we need to kind of you know keep possession and yeah it's yeah. It's, it's kicking was it essentially all I'm it's saying distribution oh, yes yeah, it's, it's poor and it seems to be getting poorer yeah well that's that's kind of I just want to die like that uh, second half Colin how do you think we started it uh, well I, I was a wee bit half time I was a little bit concerned that the kind of penalty nonsense and the VAR nonsense would throw us off our stride a little bit and that this kind of punting long and as you say I think Joe Hart. Um, I, I like the fact he was alive to the long ball game and was coming out quickly to yeah. clear balls. So that's a plus point for him. But I was, um, again, Jota just came out of the traps as he did in the first yep. half. Yeah. Uh, I think our defence, like our offside trap was working. It was like, I mean, even though I think Taylor, Taylor seemed a bit rusty today, um, but it's nothing that we, we drop a WD for he wouldn't solve. Um, and no I harm think, to the boy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and so they had a little bit of pressure. They were obviously trying to get something. I think that we were kind of fairly cool playing out from the back. Um, and again, sort of giving away these free kicks. I think the only real sort of threats were from these sort of dead ball situations that they were sort of managing to manufacture. Um, and sort of Johnson was dealing with those and Starbelt with his mopping bucket was helping out, you know. So uh, then he just got a bit scrappy and it was a bit pinball-y. But um, yeah, I think I think we, we just needed to settle down and, and soon we do, as we'll find out. As soon we do. Um, I also put that just straight from kickoff, just Jota was... Magnificent. You know, when we come to Man of the Match and Two Point Takeaways, I think Jota's got it nailed. Um, frankly, I thought he was a, a real shine and bright. Really good to see him uh, kind of really just up for it and on form. Um, I highlighted as well, the bad tackle on Taylor was from Freeman, uh, who, so Freeman has a, I thought... Lee Mason. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. Um, I genuinely thought it was a horrendous tackle. They only showed one replay of it, and this, the replay of it, he's over the ball, there's no... It's just a really, really bad tackle. Um, but he gets booked for it. The 50th minute, Celtic take the lead, Um CCV has a ball, uh, makes a good pass to Abada. Abada rolls out to Moy, and Moy has this weird, cool, awesome, deep ball that goes all the way to the back post. The goalkeeper, it completely bamboozles the goalkeeper. Uh, and Jota, with a, with a great header, kind of bullets it into the far corner. Um, a really good goal, Bowdy. A really kind of well-worked goal. Excellent. Every every part of it, as you say, um, from CCV to... Um I don't know if it's a wee reverse pass from Abada. And then Moy's cross was just outstanding, as you say. Uh, and the header from Jota was super, super tight. Very, you know, the margin of error there could could really, really make that a lot easier to miss than it looks. But rattles it in. Beautiful. Yeah, and Colin, it's one of those where uh, you kind of, when the, when the cross comes in, you don't know if it's going to go out. You don't know if it's kind of going to swerve back in. It's just... It, Watching it, it kind of bamboozled me because <laughs> from that angle, it was like, "What's actually?" It took me a second or two to register that there'd been a goal. It was obviously the crowd. It's kind of, uh, from an aesthetic point of view, a quite a weird looking goal. You know when um, you're watching televised golf and there's a big long drive and it just shoot and then it just shoots to the big blue sky. <laughs> yeah, you're just looking at a big bit of blue sky and you're like, "Okay, <laughs> I trust there's a ball in there somewhere." <laughs> Uh, it was a bit like that, and Jota looked as surprised as me. Like he, he was just like, "Did it go in?" Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I was delighted. Um, and it all comes from like they were really trying to 
put Taylor back onto the injury, in, injured list, I think. You know, they were really sort of having quite a few bites him. Um, but that cross, I mean, there was a lot of kind of aimless crossing. And I think going back a couple of games, uh, I think Ange was getting quite annoyed that people weren't really taking taking a gamble and going into the back post or the front post. And uh, we had the same thing. There were some nice flashed crosses, but there was nobody there. So they looked like, you know, they aren't really doing very much. But uh, Jota's gambling. He's on the back post. And Moy absolutely, well, what a, he's got a good pass on him, that boy. He does. He does. And, you know, it was, it was the thing that kind of really, as soon as that first goal comes in, I think the Dundee United players' shoulders and heads kind of drop. It gives the Celtic players a wee bit of boost. Their arms didn't. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, spoiler for later on. I mean, for pretty much in five minutes. But, Two minutes. Uh, yeah. Um, but then, obviously, the, the kind of... It, it, it relaxed everyone down, I think. Um, the pen- Because the penalty claim comes like, like five minutes later. The, in that five minutes period of time, though, Celtic really started to turn it on. We, again, we're not necessarily kind of getting shots on target, but playing really well around the box, uh, drifting and pulling players wide. Some really st- really good stuff from uh, Moy and Hatati and also from Jota and uh, Taylor as well on, on, on both sides of the pitch. But the penalty claim itself, um, I mean, it's a stonewaller. Like, it really it goes to VAR, um, but it's still, like, Colin, it's a stonewall penalty. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, the referee had a good view of it, or he should have had a good view of it for where the play was taken. If he, and if he knows how to do his job, he should have a good, clear view of it. And he doesn't say anything about it. No. And actually, they walk it back like a good 30 seconds to a minute later. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's so nice to see a deliberate handball. And it's just like, <laughs> well, maybe we should just do, maybe we should just go back to that rule. Because it's just like, it is like, um, yeah, just a wee hand comes up. Uh, and like he's caught out, and it's almost like he forgets it's been filmed, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, we get the penalty because they can't, they can't possibly cook up a way to not, not give it. Well, I mean, you see that, Colin. <laughs> well, I know, but they, but they make up for it in in the small part by forgetting that he's already in a yellow and he's just done a deliberate handball, giving away a penalty, and he's not saying all, that. That that that's a good point. I sh- I should I should have said there that um, there's. Some nice play around the box. Uh, there's a box. The ball's hit into the area. Freeman handles it. Jota appeals for it. It's right in front of the referee, and he doesn't give it out. Um, and it, it waits for it to go out of play before there's the VAR check. But I mean, how bad is it the fact he can't even see that because he's looking right at it? Yeah, that's mental. Um, could maybe say give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he just wants to roll it out because he knows VAR will check it. And but no, no, it's just they're at it. They're at it. They're bloody at it. it. Um, but the penalty is thankfully given um, through gritted teeth. But Freeman isn't booked. He'd already had a horrendous tackle on Taylor. Um, and they, they don't book him. And again, this just comes back to complete idiocy. It comes back to them not doing their job right. It comes back to not following the rules because it's a deliberate handball. As, as Colin says, it's like an old-fashioned, the ball's there. I'm going to put my hand out to stop the ball's motion and stop the ball and push it off course. It's about it's a it's a it's a yellow card. It's a it's a red card for for, for Mason for Mason. Fucking hell! You see what you've done to me for for Freeman, and um, he should have been off, and they should have been down to ten men. And again, that completely opens up the the play, the field of play. 
Yeah, definitely. Because again, I mean, I, you're not fearing that that it's all going to go wrong. But this is you know, 55 minutes into a game at 2-0. There's plenty of chances for, or plenty of time for Dundee United to come back in and, yeah. uh, you know, maybe get two goals and, and take it to a draw and drop some points. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, it's it, it's it's not incompetence, it's corruption. It's a statement of fact. <laughs> but he's, he's it's, it's, def- it's, it's a fact, I'm sorry. If, if you've watched Scottish football for any period of time and you're still banging on about, um, no, everybody gets decisions wrong and it'll balance itself out, over the century, that's a big enough data set that it would have balanced itself out, and it hasn't really. Um, so no, they're just they're cheating. They are cheats, cheating. Hey, disgusting. Hey, bowed. Uh, I agree. Uh, so the second yellow isn't given, um, but the penalties uh, scored by Moy, uh, and what a penalty it is, Colin! Isn't it just delightful having a penalty taker that you can you can count upon? Yeah, just. Very cool. Slots it in. Sends the keeper the wrong way. Um, muted celebration. Love it. Yeah. Perfect. Just, absolutely. Yeah. Get, you couldn't ask for more. And the goalkeeper, he is obviously Australian. Uh, so I wonder if... From P- Perth, Western Australia. I'm in, reliably informed. Oh, okay. And I believe that's a place you'll be visiting very soon, Colin. Hell yeah. Well, good stuff. We'll, we'll hear uh, tales from the from Perth. Western Australia, I'm sure at some point. Um, but yeah, two 0 up, <clears throat> comfortable. It, you, you feel comfortable in the, at this point, Bowdy, because you know as as much as you know what you were saying there, there is a, there's always a chance that the home team can come back or get a lucky break and get a goal and then add the pressure. Celtic were in complete control and dominant. Well, yeah, I mean, Dundee United did have the temerity to then try and attack directly <laughs> after we'd scored the cheeky swines, but. Other than that, no, they 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 had nothing. We were too much. We are well, but the best football team in the world, to be fair. So, what can they do? Um, I, you know, we had a, a slate of substitutions as we always do. Maeda O'Reilly and David Turnbull came on for Jota, Hatati, and Moy. That happened on the sixty-fifth minute, uh, and then on the eightieth minute, Haksabanovic and O came on for Abada and Kyogo. Um, out of those subs, um. They didn't have a lot of time to really kind of get into the sort of full flow of the game. Uh, I know that, you know, Maida, O'Reilly and David Turnbull come on in the 65th minute, but, you know, it's a game that I think kind of, for the last sort of 15, 20 minutes, kind of played itself out, Colin. I think Celtic were comfortable with the 2-0. I think Dundee United, in a way, were comfortable not to get scudded. Um, and we just kept, I, I've just written here, lots of possession um, with not necessarily a lot of penetration, but comfortable. The gas kind of went out of the game and the substitutions. I mean, <clears throat> you, you, the one thing I would say is that there's in such a competitive team for minutes, I feel that there's certain people that should be really trying to sort of impress. And I didn't really get a lot of that. But, well, actually, that's not entirely true. But like um, Turnbull... <laughs> Just another wee Andy Walker slag off. Uh, he was talking about can Turnbull continue his goal streak? He's he scored two goals. Mate. <laughs> That's not a streak. Two goals maketh not the streak. Yes. Um, and I thought I thought Billers was um, was not firing at all. Um, I think Matt O'Reilly. 
I don't know. Like, I would love to see him come back from the wars, wherever he is. He's still kind of like, he's, he's, he did some nice holding up of the ball, uh, but he has another shot, which they gleefully reminded us that he's got the highest proportion of shots to not score in yeah. ever or whatever. Um, Maeda, I think, did a, a good job, like, being a nuisance, harrying people, getting back defensively. Um, yeah, um, but like, can we get to? I mean, the most exciting thing in the latter half of the game was all coming on. Yeah, I think hundred percent. You touched on Maeda. I think Maeda of the of the subs, Maeda. I think did did well. He got involved. It's hard. I think we've talked before about when you, we make three subs followed by two subs, it tends to just break down. Yeah, what's happened? You know, you, 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 it's a big turnover. But Maeda was was doing his bit, um, and then obviously always. Was super exciting. Yeah, all coming on. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, we signed them on what Thursday or Friday, you know, that or even Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. But we signed him this week, and he's already getting minutes. That's what I absolutely love about Ange Postacoglu. He's you sign a guy and you play him. And I know that sounds obvious and ridiculous that it hasn't happened in the past, but it hasn't happened in the past a lot of the time. I even remember Celtic signing like David Fernandez, going all the way back to Martin O'Neill when he just didn't play. Like, you know, it's to see a guy come in, you know, sometimes that wasn't always the club's fault. You know, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Fanny and his, well, you're thinking of George Cadet, you tip, but you know, um, no, no, that's, yeah, that's oh, the just, point, just separately. Okay. Sorry. Apologies. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I Retracted it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I jumped into food with Mr. Man and the ball as well. They're about to apologize, <laughs> but it all came on and, uh, he's a physical specimen. He's a he's a big boy. He looks like he's got a nice sort of turn of pace over five or ten yards. Again, we're not going to see fully until he gets a a, a run. But no, this is your official opinion. No takes his backs. No takes his backs. He turns out being terrible. Uh, well, Cal has. I'm I'm very I'm very confident. I will be honest. Um, mm. but it was good to see him play and uh, Colony excited. Um, he had some good link up play with Haksabanovic. He drifted wide as well. His delivery for the ball for Maeda on the 95th minute with I don't know how Maeda's missed it, but it looks like there's some real good kind of you know different differentiating kind of points to his game compared to Jackamakis, for example. That's what exactly what I was going to say. That he has got game outside of the box. We haven't seen it. I mean, not enough to judge, obviously. Um, but presumably he can score goals. <laughs> but we've seen today that he can tackle, he can harry, he can cross, he can hold up the ball. Um, he did all these things. I mean, like, he didn't have a, 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 an opportunity to have a, have a, have a dig at goal, but um, as 10-minute cameos go, very exciting. And um Aye, yeah, can't wait to see more. Absolutely. Bowdy, yourself, are you excited for uh, O? Yeah, very much so. I agree with all that. Um, the cross at the right of the death was outstanding as well, as you say. Um, Maeda, who I was saying was did well. What a, what a shot. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> Should have scored. Easy. I could have scored. But um, although I'm quite good, so yeah, maybe maybe Celtic should sign me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, very, very excited to see, see more of him. But he does look like he's... Um, it's got a little something, something to to bring. Um, he does. He looks like he's got a little bit of sharpness, and as we say, um, it, what I would say is he looks sharp enough that he potentially could play maybe half an hour on Wednesday. 
um, you know, I know, I know when a, a, a young player, especially because he is so young and he's coming from, you know, the other side of the world, and there's obviously you need to kind of make sure that they're given the right opportunity at the right time and give them time to embed and all that. But he just looked like he's excited and he wants to go for it. So looking forward to potentially seeing a little bit more of him on Wednesday. Um, Haksabanovic. Again, I, I think Hacksaw is a guy that really probably needs to start more than come on as a sub. Uh, I actually kind of feel the same about Matt O'Reilly as well. I think they're better starting. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to highlight one more thing before we kind of finish up. That See the foul on Abada by McMahon? It was really, really bad again. Just a really, really bad tackle. And nothing. Absolutely nothing. There was bad, Colin, you highlighted that there were some really bad tackles on Taylor. There was at least three really bad ones there was a really bad tackle on a uh, abada you've got the stuff with kyogo i just i just want to highlight how how poorly the fact that none of none of them were even uh, talking to us at times and that just shows you the inconsistencies of the referees call there's no protection of the players um there was a foul on taylor i don't know if the one that was but there was i think it might have been the booking but it was just like i have not seen such a flagrant i'm just gonna kick you yeah you know, after after you know, it wasn't like momentum. It wasn't being out of control. It was like I'm gonna I'm gonna kick you, just and see if I can get away with it. Yeah. Um, which is to link all the Abada thing. And again, um, coming back to all you um, Andy Walker stands out there, he <laughs> he was talking about like, oh, now they're just looking for offences. Far is just looking for offences. I was like, no, they're checking to see. Like, like he went down, and it was basically. See when a player goes down, puts their hand up, and it's like the the the, the ball isn't anywhere near them. It means they're probably being fouled, and it's probably quite yeah. a bad foul. And it needs to be, you know, these things need to be investigated. Uh, but of course, nothing was given. But um, yeah, I am absolutely sick of it. And it's like I feel that we're quite a we're a generally a quite honest team um, for the most part, and. To, but just to see sort of teams getting frustrated and starting to like kick lumps out of us, it felt very kind of old school. Uh, it felt very much like sort of the football used to see a lot more when I was wee and um, the physical Scottish game. And there was a lot of that today. I, but like by going by the refereeing and the amount of cards shown, you would think it was like um, a very clean game. Exactly, that's it. Uh, let, let's let's um, excuse me. Let's um, kind of finish off. Chris Bowd, I want your man of the match, and I want any takeaways that you have from today's performance. Um, man of the match is O, obviously, <laughs> and the man of the match is Jota, who was absolutely excellent. Um, just fantastic. Just a, a pleasure to watch. Yes, a bloody pleasure to watch, and it just just a handsome, tashed man. Um. Takeaways, I get just oh, oh, is very, very exciting. Um, and I do want to see more of them. And I'm, yeah, I mean, it's great that we bought this, this new guy, but let's be honest, we didn't know a huge amount about him coming in. Um, and for all the criticisms of uh, Gigi that lots of people have and lots of people don't have, um, he scores goals, you know, he, he's been a very good backup uh, striker for us. Um, Huge season last season. Um, so, aye, there's there's a big job for O to do to come in because we know, you know, Kyogo's not going to play every single game. Kyogo's going to need rest or is going to get injured. Um, although I would quite like to see them both play at the same time. Um, so, yeah, so 
very excited to see you, but as you said, as much as you can't tell much from 10, 15 minutes, I think he did fantastically well in his debut. Um, and yeah, second takeaway, uh, I, I, w- I would just like to see Kobayashi and CCV partner up and see what that can do. I do like Starfelt, but um, yeah, I think over the, the coming games, I would like to, to see a wee, wee mix up. Interesting. Uh, great stuff. Colin, yourself, you're a man of the match and you're, uh, any takeaways you have? I'd love to be a bit more original, but Jota is my man of the match. Yeah. Um, 100%. Uh, takeaways, I feel that there's we kind of gave away a lot of possession and there was some scrappy play today, but the, the thing that kind of uh, made me feel good about any kind of complacency. I think there was some talk about complacency, you know, recently, and I don't, I don't really see that. But I think that we were fighting to win the ball back, uh, and I think everybody was doing it. And uh, I don't think there's any complacency in this side. And uh, this was a sticky game. It was all about maintaining that nine point lead. Um, I think we're, I think, I think we're going to be in for some real. I just, I don't know. I feel around the corner. Like I felt like Kyogo would kind of catch fire again, which he has. I kind of feel that there's some real uh, steamroller performances in our near future. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, my man of the match, again, would also be Jota. Um, shout out to Aaron Moy, who I thought was was great as well. Um, and I just want to say the point you make, Bowd, about um, Jack Amakis and his goal return and all that and how important that is, I agree with you. That's why I would potentially like to see O get the opportunity to come on nice and early and score, um, whether that's against Livingston or whether that's at the weekend. Just yeah. maybe and, give them an opportunity. Yeah. And, well, for, well, first of all, we should have games where we do go um, do go ahead early on, plenty of goals, and absolutely give all time um, if that's the case. But we have our goals in that team, so it shouldn't be too much of a concern to, to give a new striker time, you would hope. Absolutely. Uh, this I'd been... also I'd also just swap out my second point and say actually I want to see a badder swapped out for the the starting lineup and get get hacks on there for some time. To be honest, hey, listen, you will not hear <laughs> any complaints from myself or, or Colin because we we love we love hacks of uh, Great stuff, uh, Chris Bowd, uh, Colin Kearney, superb. Uh, Celtic uh, running out two 0 winners at Tanadice with uh, Jota and Moy. Uh, Securing the points. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the agenda and we got lots of stuff coming up during the week as we always do. But Colin Kearney, pleasure as always, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, just delighted to have the one. Uh, Chris Bowie, pleasure as always as well. Hey, well, I'm on the Celts and uh, down with the cheating, disgusting Scottish referees, SFA. From Colin Kearney, from Chris Bowie and from myself, Christopher Gallagher, this has been The Reaction and we'll speak to you down the road. <laughs>